Welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric too. Hi. <laughs> I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered. <laughs> lightened up and awesome than you did before i'm here with the one the only the holding a what are you holding sir you left it here i don't know i ate an apple and i left the she apple left core in his studio okay sexy the talented the only slightly annoyed with me mr eric robertson hi <laughs> I want to welcome you to episode 149, Trusting Your Path. And this is the fifth and final installment in our Purpose Coaching uh, episodes. This is session number five with Jess. And I'm very excited to get into this interview with Jess. And Jess, I hope that you don't take it personally that there was like, was was it like a three-week break? Yeah, something like that. that we, before we got to your episode, it had nothing to do with you and everything to do with me. And I'm laughing because the title is Trusting Your Path. And that has been keeping me from the podcast, my path as of late. And so in this episode, we're going to hear from Jess and I'm going to coach her. And if you've missed any of the other episodes, maybe this is your first one. I talked to lots of different, really incredible, awesome humans just about their life and where their pain points were. And all of this was in an an effort, an attempt to share with you guys my belief, my concept, my idea of purpose. And it is this, is that you live your purpose in everything you do. You live your purpose as you are your truest self. So your purpose is not this thing outside of you that you have to go get and find. It's not this thing you have to discover. It's how you live your life. It's been really, really beautiful to see the breakthroughs so many people have had with this concept of purpose, the relief, the permission, um, the panic that is released when you stop thinking that you have to go find something outside of you that you don't know how to find, that you need some secret code and language and program to get to, right? I really love Jess as kind of our standalone session. And then I'm going to come back and kind of give you guys a little update and and wrap up our, our purpose coaching sessions. But we cover a lot of things with Jess. And I think she's going to, you're going to be able to find part of your story or something, a question you might have just like Jess, I believe, in listening to her. And we really talk about learning to trust your path and being guided by sparks of joy along the way. So let's get into this with Jess, and then I'll give you guys uh, some updates on my life. Jessica. How are you? Hello. I'm so excited to get to talk to you today. Thank so you. you're, in, you're in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Thank you for wanting to be on Purpose Coaching. Thank sure. you for wanting to do it. And you're an educator. And so just thank you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, like I just have like a visceral, like, Oh, uh, I like, I felt that way about educators before COVID. And so now, my goodness. And so what grade do you teach again? I teach seventh grade English. So it's an adventure. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my goodness. If you're ready, I would love to just jump in. Sure. When a woman with a unicorn dress wants to help <laughs> you find your purchase, you say yes every time. Like, thank you. So when you saw purpose coaching, like mm-hmm. what was your reaction and what made you want to do this today? Sure. Well, last year in, in the height of COVID and everything else, I turned 40. Yes. 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 I mean, you know, I saw this thing recently, somebody posted online, it's not a midlife crisis, it's a midlife awakening. And I felt like, yes, that is what this is that I have been experiencing. You know, it was an awful year in COVID for all of us for so many reasons, but it also just really made you see, what do I truly care about? What's truly important? What's essential for me? You know, and so I kind of woke up and went, I'm 40 years old it's time to stop living my life for other people's expectations. It's time Mm. to stop doing things just because I feel like I should. And so I've been on this exploration ever since then of trying to figure out things in my personal life and get my priorities and tasks and really make decisions that I know are true for me and the right thing for me. And my career just feels like the next natural progression of that. And I've just been, you know, sort of struggling with the idea of like, when you're a teacher, you're supposed to be a martyr in some ways, and you're Mm. supposed to just suffer through everything for the kids. And I love the kids. The kids are the best, best part of my life and my day and have always been. But the job becomes more and more soul sucking year after year, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And so it's just been hard to figure out where to go from here, because this is what I've trained for. And this is what my education points to. Yeah. I don't want to go anywhere you don't want to go, but sure. you shared you also recently got separated. Yeah. Was that recent or not recent? We're still in the process. It's been about 5 months total since my husband That's very moved recent. out. So yeah. yeah, you know, no paperwork has been fully finalized or anything kind of in the yeah. throes of all that. Yeah. And and regardless of the direction that moves, mm-hmm. that is a huge shift. Yeah. Not a crisis, but an awakening. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for talking with me because this is a conversation so many people Mm -hmm. will relate to. But let's just focus on just you and just acknowledge you've had a lot of big life changes. Right. A lot of big shifts on top of and in conjunction with a really difficult year. Right. And you're doing a really good job. You're doing... You're doing a really good job. And you have three kids? Yep, three kids. You've got three kids. And what are their ages? They are 17, 15, and 11. Oh my gosh. So they've got school. It's also probably been a very crazy time for them. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, my kids are a little younger, but the older they get, the more emotionally taxing they are. Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. So the reason why I bring this up is I like to kind of get like a, a picture, a round sure. picture as, as, as quick as we can. And I don't want to make more assumptions, you know, no, that's but, fine. but of what you're carrying and what you're working with mm-hmm. and what some of the factors are that have brought you to this feeling of, I'd like to make a, a big career change mm-hmm. because wanting to make a career change and what I changed that career to, it's not a cause. It's a mm-hmm. symptom. And so identifying really what it is a symptom of, Mm -hmm. we might have the conversation and get some really concrete ideas for different directions for you. And we might get some concrete ideas of just some simple shifts 
and questioning and thought that help you see things differently. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so how are you feeling? What, what's your mood in general day-to-day feeling like right now? Well, I think in many ways, it feels sometimes like, especially for women, we're supposed to only go through a separation or divorce if there's like a really big justified reason, like, oh, he cheated or he was abusive Mm. or he embezzled all our money in a Ponzi scheme or something. I just had this moment of like, you know, this has been 18 years of my life and I'm not happy and I haven't been happy in a long time. And it's not because of the pandemic, but the pandemic just makes everything more obvious because you're yep. trapped together yep. so much, you know. I read Glennon Doyle's Untamed after we Love separated, mm. but you know, she wrote something about her own marriage about I'm staying here for my kids, but is this what I would want for my kids? Is this the mm. marriage I would hope they would have? And my answer was just a glaring no. I realized I'd been counting down in my head. How many more years until the kids are old enough to handle a divorce? That's not the kind of mom I want to be for them. That's not the kind of wife my husband deserves to have. Like we both deserve a chance to be happy and free and to make our choices differently. And so for the most part, since the separation, I've actually felt this lightness and like this weight I didn't know I'd been carrying has been lifted. And of course there are hard days and it's hard to see my kids struggle and to feel the guilt of that. But like, for the most part, I just feel centered and right in that decision. I can really kind of reinvent myself and who I want to be and make those decisions completely for myself, which is awesome. And on the career side, I've been on and off on teaching. I started teaching 15 years ago and then I took a 10 year break to be an entrepreneur and a business consultant and a virtual assistant. And then I've been back in the teaching realm for about five years. And ever since I got back into it, it has felt both right and wrong at the same time. Like there Mm. are parts of it that I love and adore. And then there are other parts that are miserable and awful. And it just feels like the parts that I love and adore are getting squeezed into a smaller and smaller compartment of what the job is year after year. And the parts that I dislike are becoming a bigger and bigger part of what the job is. So I've just been feeling kind of trapped. Like I have two graduate degrees in this field, but I also don't want to be like, well, I guess I'll just have to be career miserable for the next 20 years because this is what I've started, you know? Yeah. Yeah. First, I just want to celebrate you making this very difficult decision and doing it. Like, good job. Congratulations. Yay for choosing joy. (laughs) And that was so hard. And so five months is so small. You were married for how long? 18 years. 18 years. Yeah. Within your mind, another 18 years of projected future. So I think what happens with healing and transition and big life changes is if we dwell on the enormity, it's very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so we want to minimize, it's been five months, I'm going to make some changes, I'm doing great, (laughs) right? Right? And that's good. I'm I'm not going to drag us back into, let's pour over our feelings. But often, just taking some time, even every day, to Mm -hmm. acknowledge, this is huge. Right. This is huge. And it doesn't mean huge life is over. It's almost like in order for the decision to be okay, do you feel like you need to minimize it? 
maybe I think I also think I'm just and and I'm not sure that this is a healthy behavior in any way or not. There's no but, right or wrong. You're right. doing awesome. You're doing <laughs> screw should. You're doing great. Right. Yeah. I'm just I just kind of yeah. like I make a choice and I'm and then I move on with it because I've already done the pre-thinking and the you know yeah. I've I've obsessively yeah. overthought it for months or years. And yeah. so then when it comes it's like okay, I was ready for that. I did it and I'm good now. And it's not hard for me to look at a relationship with someone and say, this is not healthy for me, or this is not good for me and to just be done and move on where I don't feel like I have as much attachment as other people do sometimes to just needing that companionship or that closeness with someone. So I definitely don't, I don't know if I feel like I have to minimize it, but it is like everything that came with it in terms of now being a single mom. And it's not that my ex is not in the picture. He's an active, loving father to our three kids, but he lives 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking on the day-to-day 24-7 types of responsibilities of parenting. Yeah. And so I think mostly I'm just focused so much on the to-do list that has gotten bigger or the responsibility that has gotten bigger or more mine that I'm not thinking as much about reflecting on the emotions or, you know, processing mm-hmm. the experience because I've got doctor's appointments and to-do lists and chores yeah. and, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm getting buried in the minutiae of the day-to-day and not really taking that quiet time to sit with those feelings or to think through the process. And you know what? I always feel like we heal in layers, meaning emotionally, sometimes I can't face some of the feelings and thoughts that are there and they can just go wherever they need to go. And I can have the anxiety attacks, avoiding them. And then when I'm ready to actually do it, they like bombard me Mm -hmm. and that's okay. I don't think I have to go chasing and digging and I don't want us to go there like chasing and digging and let's assign meaning. But at the same time, making really, really big life changes, big drastic life changes, And maybe making them all at the same time does suit your personality. Because some people with their habit making, it's like they move into a new house, they start a new diet, they have a new wardrobe, they get a new relationship, they do it all at the same time. And and that serves them. And that might be a little bit of your personality. And I want to honor that. But I'm wondering, how are you feeling? How do you feel today? How did you feel yesterday? Mostly overall, pretty good. And with what you're saying about the multiple changes at once, I kind of almost feel like I want to ride this momentum is how I've been seeing it. Like, yeah, I've made one change. Let's keep going kind of a thing. Yeah. Also, just because of the way that the teaching profession works, you get this like I'm sort of trapped in a 10 month contract. And like, it's kind of a unique career in that sense that the minute I walk out the door, someone else has to come in and do that job immediately, or there are unsupervised 12 year olds in the building. So I feel this sense of urgency, like you get one Mm. shot every spring to figure out if you really want to do this again for another year. Yeah. And not that it's the worst case in the world to break a contract and leave in the middle of a school year, but it's just like a crappy thing to do to all your colleagues, yeah. you know? So I'd like to avoid that and either make the change or come to a mindset that I'm going to give it another year for whatever reason and feel like I'm not cheating myself or settling by making yeah. choice. Which is so awesome because you don't want to feel like a victim. And right. so you're like, I'm, I'm making a conscious choice. So 
Here's one thing that I think is really helpful when you are doing one thing and you're trying to figure out what the next thing is you want to do. And also kind of, I think a little bit of a midlife crisis antidote as well, which is something I've been trying to adopt is anything can happen. Anything can happen for good and for bad. Anything can happen. Now, the reason why this mindset is so helpful is because I think one of the reasons you're feeling stuck or like you're saying a little frantic is because they're true. And I, we witness they're true. We acknowledge they're true. They're true. But looking for a solution from that mindset of here's all the parameters, here's how it has to happen. And here's the timeline that it has to happen puts you into scarcity, lack, frantic. Right. Right. And so in order to take inspired action, which is, I think what you're saying, I want to take inspired action. The first step for taking inspired action is to put ourselves in that anything can happen. Solutions are available. Possibilities are on their way. Mm -hmm. Solutions are available. Just because I don't have the solutions or know the solutions doesn't mean they're not available. Right. So do you feel like you're there mentally or do you feel like, okay, that's something to work on? Yeah, I definitely think that's something to work on. Yeah, because it does feel like all I can think of are resources I don't have or ideas mm-hmm. I don't have. The time that feels like it's such a finite window of better start yeah. now and you better figure it out by June 1st or else you're going to have to be stuck. You know, awful. that's, that's an awful am. feeling, right? right? That's awful. So like also just acknowledge like, oh my gosh, this feels awful. And just like you came to this very difficult decision about your relationship with clarity and inspiration and peace. It, it really mm-hmm. sounds like you're yeah. going to be able to do that for your career. You've done it there. You can do it here. Right. right? And so I have the ability. I have the skill. And just working as soon as you start trying to solve the problem. So your first assignment kind of mantra, one of my favorite mantras is there is no problem to solve, (laughs) which I know you're like, I'm going to throw up on you for saying that. But I like solving problems, Allison. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 This is a fun problem. I'm excited to solve. Okay. I like that. So there you go. If you're excited to solve a problem, there's two types of problem solving. There's solution finding and problem solving. Right. You want to be solution finding. Mm -hmm. Solution finding. Problem solving is not inherently bad, but when it comes to our life, when we assign something as a problem, there's urgency, there's lack, there's frantic, there's that scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. And so coming to this career shift as there's opportunities, there's solutions, and I'm a solution finder right now. And I have my solution finding goggles on. It literally opens up your perspective. Yeah. And I know that you're really good at that. Like you've helped entrepreneurs. You love building people's businesses. You don't want to be a victim. I mean, you've Mm -hmm. got all the tools and there's really nothing to figure out here. There's only what feels joyful, what feels expansive. And I love how you said a secret dream I have is to help a creative woman build her empire. Start today. Mm -hmm. Start today. 
I read this book. I think it's called Better Than Before a long time ago. And they talked about shifting careers and how so many people, and again, it might be different for you. It might not. So many people want to, I quit this career and I go start that one. But truly, I find one of the best things to do, and sometimes I do that. I quit throwing dance parties overnight and I started doing these other things. But the things I started doing, teaching my branding workshops, keynote speaking, they were things that I had been doing all along the while. Mm -hmm. So the solutions and options you're looking for, they're literally the, the tail ends of them. You're already holding them. You just don't realize it. Right. So there's already a creative woman that you know who wants your support and help. Probably. Or at or least I know of a woman who will know that woman. Or, exactly. You know. See, yeah. you're a solution finder, <laughs> Jess. You're a solution finder. You're so good at this. You're so good at this. Seriously. The timeline, the franticness, it's going to kill it. Because here's what we know, right? Your purpose is not what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not. Your purpose is not what you're accomplishing or getting done. Your purpose is how you show up to everything you show up to. And you are showing up in your purpose. You are showing up in your fullness and expansion. I hear you saying it, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So you are already living your purpose in everything you're doing, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it like might be disappointing to other people. Mm -hmm. And you're doing such a good job of it. I think for you to just like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I mean, I love that your dream is to help create a creative woman build her empire. What a, that's an awesome, concrete, specific (laughs) dream. Like that's a very specific dream. It is. Yeah. What Um, if I, if I said you had to do it tomorrow, what could you do? I mean, I have all this network from back when I was doing the creative business consulting and the virtual assisting, and I can reach out to those people and say, I'd really love to get back into this, but in a more stable fashion than what I was doing before, because the only bad part about doing that job was that it was freelance. And right now I know that what I really need is like stability and security of a salaried position. You know, I can't go Mm -hmm. back to the freelance right now. That will just make me live in a place of fear all the time. Yeah. Or yeah. Want that. So I feel like if I put those feelers out with those people and people who are not directly connected to my current teaching job, you know, then that feels like a safer way to put that message out into the universe and to get it to kind of be carried by others into places that I wouldn't even know that it would land. I love that. How does that idea make you feel? It makes me feel like I would be being proactive about something and really acknowledging the desire within me to make this change and to make this difference and to find this creative purpose again or whatever. And, And it makes me feel like, yeah, just sort of taking charge of that situation, but in a way that is totally safe. And, you know, I'm certainly not going to go to my boss tomorrow and be like, I quit, <laughs> you know, or whatever. That's what I'm saying in that book, Better Than Before, yeah. where they're like, the person who quits their day job and opens up a yoga studio, having no yoga students, statistically, mm-hmm. the person would have been better off teaching weekend yoga, building up a client base right. and making the shift. Mm-hmm. And I understand and honor extreme drastic decision making because I do it myself. <laughs> but but if I'm really honest, 
I build a skill set. And so you have these doctorate degrees, you have this education, you have this experience. None of it is wasted. Right. None of it is wasted. Regardless of whatever you do moving forward, we are so results oriented that we think that if I have these tools and they don't yield this result, the gathering of the tool was a waste. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. It's like saying that the 18 year relationship you had was a waste. Right. You would never say right. that. No. Right. Right. And, and so it's the, it's the same thing with your experience of the organizational skills, the business experience, working in a corporate environment. I don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't because right. I haven't done it. I've got other things. And so people like me need people like you mm-hmm. desperately. I think throughout the day, allowing yourself to check in with how you feel in terms of joy and expansion and what would excite me, that will lead you to the next profession. Yeah. So it seems like I'm just telling you to check in with your feelings (laughs) and I know it's so annoying. No, but I need that because I tend to like, I'll get on the logic train and ride it all the way to town or whatever. Yeah. I need to be reminded you have a heart and an emotional side too. Yeah. To check in and make sure that we're okay. Your logical reason side is cueing you. Hey, I, I feel that joy is gone. I feel that spark is gone and spark and joy don't come from reason and logic. They don't come from what you're actually doing, they come from how you show up to what you're doing Mm -hmm. from your soul, from your heart, from your passion. And it's really great to have a balance. You know, (laughs) I feel like what led you to this big life changing decision is you're like, Hey, I'm done. Not listening to my sparks and joy. I'm done. Yeah. And let's ride that train. Woo woo. We're riding that train. (laughs) We're riding that train into career town where Mm -hmm you're not overly idealistic. Like I'm going to change my job and I'll love every minute of it. And because it's work and we love work, but it's still work, you know, and I freaking have the best jobs ever, but you know, I have all my other emotional issues, so it's fine. (laughs) So I want to make sure you have the concrete actions in place. And I feel like our, our first assignment was Focusing on the mindset of solutions and possibilities are available for me. They're on their way. Yeah. They're on their way. I don't have to make this a problem. I'm a solution finder, Mm -hmm. right? The problem is not lack, scarcity, urgency. Solutions are coming. And the way that I'm going to open myself up to them is step two, assignment two for you is to really notice what things that interest you, delight you the good kinds of jealousy. You maybe see or hear something that makes you go like, ooh, I want that in like a happy kind of jealous way. Right. That's a good kind of jealousy. It's your soul saying, I see something that would be good for me. Can you pay attention to it? Mm -hmm. And what happens is people get stuck in the comparison trap and then they go into shame. But do you understand when I say kind of the good kind of jealousy, does that make sense? Yeah. If if you pay attention to what sparks your interest, Yes. You can say that's a quality I need in my new choices or in my life, or I need to bring yeah. it in my life. 
And then another fun game, it's like a game I play is what do I know? One of my favorite quotes, Virginia Woolf, arrange whatever pieces come your way. And so because you're a logical, analytical, you get your notebook out, you get a, a note tab in your phone and you write, here's what I know or the pieces I have so far. And every time you get an inkling, an expression, um, an idea, okay, one of the pieces we know after this conversation is that I'm going to reach out to people from my community. I don't need to make some big public statement. Mm-hmm. Another piece I have is the timelines I'm, I'm creating are just imaginary. I made them up and they don't mean anything. Yeah. So we have two pieces. You also have a huge piece where you know you love like helping creative women. I mean, honestly, Jess, you've got so many pieces here. Yeah. And you have the most powerful tool of all, which is awareness. Mm-hmm. And so you're just doing everything right. And I think allow yourself to take some side projects. Yeah. I know you're busy and you've got kids and work and that like a, a tall order. Sure. But allow laundry to not get done. Allow dishes and dinner. <laughs> I, like, your kids are old enough to figure out a sandwich. They right. like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is there anything you feel stuck on or how are you feeling right now? I feel good. I do. I really like the idea because I always think of myself as a problem solver and I geek out over problem solving, yeah. but I really like reframing that as being a solution seeker instead and just letting go of that that blockade I built for myself that it has to happen in a certain time frame or it has to be a completely new thing that is leaving of one thing to a start yeah. of a whole new one, you know, that it can be a transition and a side part and it can be a longer term and it will not be the end of the world if it doesn't happen in the timeline that I like mentally mapped out in my head. You never know what's going to be possible. So yeah, anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. You could reach out to a few people and be offered a position in a week. Right. Like anything can happen and it can be scary or it can be exciting. And let's just choose exciting because fortunately you feel good enough to choose. Right. And lots of times we don't feel good enough to choose. Mm -hmm. And you feel good enough to choose. You have the awareness to choose. And let's just choose that it's going to be exciting. And I'm very excited for you. Isn't Jess fantastic? She is wonderful. Oh, she's so great. Jess, I love you. I And I love kind of this universal takeaway from, from talking to Jess. It's giving me all of the emotions because it's really what I need in my life too right now. And it is this, that being open to solutions we can't see ourselves and listening to ourselves will take us wherever it is we need to go. And how do we do that? By following those little sparks of joy. It's not necessarily a life update, but for me, I've just been dealing with about two and a half months now of just some real serious pain. I really don't want to go into any other details because it's on and on, but it's the type of thing where you keep going to all of the different doctors the traditional and the non-traditional and everybody kind of says different stuff and I just I really 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 thought it would be resolved by now (laughs) 
What about you, Eric? In what way? Did you think it would be resolved by now? Um, I guess you don't have any expectations. I just have hope without expectations. Yeah, hope. Uh, I find that works pretty well. Well, we that's um that's an upcoming podcast episode that people haven't gotten to hear yet. We're gonna be playing that one soon, where we talk to <laughs> a doctor. Um, and his idea around hope is that idea of hope without expectation. And I do think that that's beautiful that you bring that up because one of the ideas that Jess and I touched on that gets hard to believe in the position that I'm in right now, where it just keeps hanging on and on and on and on is that idea that anything can happen uh, for good or for bad, but that anything can happen. I just finished getting ready the course for Awesome On Demand next month. And in Awesome On Demand, we have a whole amazing course um, on your purpose and we do live coaching. So definitely be sure to check that out. Uh, We've been talking about Awesome On Demand a lot with the purpose coaching because um, that idea of being your your truest self, that is what the work that we do in Awesome On Demand. And I just finished our course for April is Let's Talk About Money, Honey, The Art of Abundance. I was talking about kind of the the tools, the ingredients for abundance, if you will. And one of them, I believe, is vision. And so I like that hope without expectation. Anything can happen, but this idea of vision. And as I was thinking of kind of vision as it relates to creating abundance. And in this case, for me, it's like an abundance of health, an abundance in my my business and not being so panicked, like I was saying to Eric, like, you know, all these bills are piling up and I it's, it's like it's taking all my time and I'm not working on other projects. You know, it really quickly can turn into money, abundance, that scarcity, feeling like there's not enough. And I was thinking about vision. I put this in the course and I'll share it with you here. And it is this idea of, I believe in a future I can't see. And what happens when you feel lost, when you feel like you don't have a purpose, when you have gone through a divorce, when you're changing careers, when you're unhappy in your career, when you just feel like you can't figure it out, it just becomes so murky and confusing. And I just noticed yesterday how many times I wanted to call Eric or my mom or Julie and I just wanted them, I just wanted to say, am I okay? Am I doing, I'm okay, right? I'm doing okay, right? Like I'm okay because it was just so murky. Like I just, it's like I I just can't see. Eric was like falling asleep even the night before and I wanted to wake you up in the middle of the night to be like, am I okay? Is I'm okay, right? And I knew it's like, I know I was okay, but you just, you get in that place and it's on certain topics. It can be about money. It can be about your job. It can be about your career. There's always going to kind of be the trigger, the tipping point, relationships that you feel that scarcity, that panic that I'm not okay. I think the idea of hope without expectation and vision, they're really beautiful because I think that that can be something to reach for, to pray for, to ask for is to see clearly. And so then to bring in that idea of, I believe in a future that I can't see, to me, it's been really just beautiful and helpful, especially because I'm trying to see from like under 50 feet of water, like covered in muck. That's what, that's like, if from that emotional and mental state that I'm trying to look at my life, it is like that clouded. And I think that's where a lot of us get, again, specifically on this topic of purpose is so, so clouded. 
And that's why I'm panicking. That's why I'm freaking out because I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I'm not achieving enough. I feel like I'm not accomplishing enough. I need everyone around me to tell me I'm okay and it's all going to be okay, (laughs) which is a step in the right direction uh, for me because I used to not believe it and nobody could tell me. And now I want to believe it, but I have a hard time believing it and trusting myself. So then I start asking the people I trust the most, which is my mom, Eric, my dad, my sister, Julie. I, tr- I trust them the most. Am I okay? Am I okay? Am I okay? And I'm working towards that bright and glorious future when, uh, and, and it does happen often. And I just sit and I go, hey, you're okay. Just right here, right now, exactly as you are. And nobody else needs to affirm it. And I don't need to prove it or earn it. And I just believe it. I'm already as awesome as I need to be. That is, I believe, how to live your purpose. (laughs) Not that complicated. None of your experience is wasted. I just want to throw out that idea again of we get so results-oriented that we think the only thing that brings us value or can yield certain results is if we keep achieving, achieving, and achieving and focusing on the results. I know when we invite ourselves again and again to the present moment, whatever we feel in the present moment, where we are in the present moment, and the present moment is all we have, and that as we feel the present moment, our truest self comes up and the actions arise from there, and they move you in the direction of fulfillment and joy. And not just in the direction, it's not just something you're going to achieve, it's something you're going to feel like along the way. Was that too abstract? Not for me. Well, how about this? If it's too abstract for any of you out there, I've got two purpose coaching questions. There you go. Yay! (laughs) And I think that they can help uh, maybe put that into some context. And the first question is, am I putting timelines and parameters on myself that block me from accepting solutions or just accepting in general? Am I putting timelines and parameters on myself? Absolutely, I have been. Timelines and parameters on my healing. Because I've put timelines and parameters on my healing, it has blocked me from hearing doctors. Also, I just want to say, whatever your parameters are, it will be pretty much in proportion to your suffering. Yeah. Dang it. My parameters were crazy. Well, because I was going to heal myself. Just boom. Immediately. Well, everything's your fault. So only you can fix it. Yeah, it was. I've Yeah. And I've literally... And it has to be fixed today or yesterday. Well, yesterday, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're in charge (sighs) of everything. Man. In Awesome On Demand this month, I talked a lot about all the things uh, my pain in the present moment teach me. And there's just such beautiful teachers. (laughs) It's a great fall. Uh, so that question, that's really good. Yeah. Am I putting timelines and parameters on myself that block me from accepting solutions? And I really, really like what Eric said, where he said the severity or the intensity of your parameters will be the intensity and severity of your suffering. (laughs) My parameters tend to be severe. Okay. And our second purpose coaching question is what achievements or roles have I attached my purpose to? Oh, man. So if we attach our purpose to what we're achieving at work, the amount of money we're making, my name is Allison and I'm an addict, 
of achievement and adding my meaning and worth to what I get done. What achievements or roles? Okay, my purpose is I'm a mom. My purpose is I'm a student. My purpose is I'm a daughter. You know, those roles that we attach our purpose to, they can really, really limit us. In some ways, they can empower us because we're like, yeah, I'm a mom, go me. But just the flip side of it is that uh, we can limit ourselves by keeping ourselves in roles, right? Where Yeah, because what happens when your kids move out? Exactly. Or when people lose children. Um, you're, it's like, are you not a mother? Like, when do you become the mother, right? That's why everybody's so obsessed with labels. Let go of the labels. But it's also just really, really helpful in seeing places where you're just kind of beating yourself up and you can allow the pain point to show you that it is a place that needs healing and compassion. So let's all, just for a moment, we're just going to take a deep breath in. We're just going to do a really quick practice to invite us into the present moment. Because in the present moment is where we live our purpose. In the present moment is where we find peace. In the present moment is where we are abundant. In the present moment, right here, right now, is where everything can be felt. And if there is something nagging at you in this exact moment, that can be dealt with, then you deal with it. Scratch an itch, make the call. And if nothing arises, or it's not something that can be dealt with right in this moment, we accept. I accept I'm in pain. I accept that I don't know how I'm gonna pay the bill. I accept that I can't see how it's going to resolve, but I still have hope it will. And from that place of acceptance, we can choose what we want to focus on next. Just a real quick sample, real quick treat for you of how to come into the present moment. I was talking to a friend recently and I was saying that's my huge focus. I'm rereading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, which I super, super recommend. And she's like, but how, how, how? And and I just was like, there's a million hows. Sometimes you don't even want to give a how because you're like, find find the one that works for you. But that's that's what I do. Just a, a little sample of coming to the present moment because you're already as awesome as you need to be. Um, you live your purpose just by by tuning in and acting from that that place of truth and connectivity. And this has been so fun. If you liked the Purpose Coaching series, let us know. Shoot me an email at heygirl at theallisonshow.com. We'd love to hear it. Leave a review. Share this episode on Instagram. We appreciate it so much. And if, you, if you've really enjoyed this and you want to dive deeper into practices, meditations, coaching, being coached, listening to other people be coached, and just these courses that I'm creating every month 
on these different topics, like one on purpose, one on relationships, this next one on abundance. You get all of them when you join Awesome On Demand. So we'll put a link to that in the episode descriptions. Uh, I love my awesome empire. They're absolutely incredible. And I love you guys, a part of that with the podcast. And I'm so grateful you're here. Eric, are there any reviews? Yeah, there, there's some great ones. Let's do two today since we've been away for a while. First one comes from Mary J. Mott. She says, I've been listening to the podcast for almost five years and I've always loved Allison and Eric's energy and insights. I woke Aww. up I woke up early in the night recently and could not get back to sleep. As my mind got busier, I decided to journal and some difficult feelings came up. I was feeling inadequate, aimless, mm. and unimportant. And in that moment, crying, alone in the middle of the night, I heard Allison's mantra, I live my purpose in everything I do. <gasps> Her wisdom has embedded itself in my mind and was there for me in the moment I needed it. Thank you, Allison and Eric, for the encouragement, the tools, and for never letting me forget that only I can be me and I'm already as awesome as I need to be. That was Mary. Okay, wait. I just need to... <laughs> okay, Mary. I live my purpose in everything I do. That is the one purpose idea that I didn't bring up during this episode that so desperately needs to be repeated and said, I live my purpose in everything I do. Okay. So then what happened is you connected to yourself. You listened to the podcast. I'm so grateful that it brought you some relief. And then you left a review. And then you leaving that review reminded me of that mantra, which was needed. And then you've now blessed the lives of every single person because I believe that I live my purpose in everything I do is one of my best ones and I forgot to say it. So <laughs> as I make the assumption, but no, it's not the assumption. I know that that belief blesses lives. I know it does. <sighs> Life is just so magical. Okay. Um, shoot us an email at awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com because you're going to get some goodies. And then one more review. This one is thank from, you, thank you. this one's by 41 years and counting. Yes. They say, shut up. Even if it's 10 minutes of opera singing in the car, the freaking necessity to give myself permission to express myself somewhere, somehow, without assessing the needs of everyone else in the room first. I am 60 years uh. old, but first, how am, I, how am I already 60? When will I feel like the grown-up in the room? And this is a lesson long past due. Thank you again for bringing the light. Love this podcast so much. And tell me, what's the... 41 years and counting. 41 years and counting. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for bringing your incredible perspective and just love uh with your review that makes me so happy right when are we gonna freaking feel like the grown-up in the room me and you i don't think are ever gonna feel like the grown-up in the room uh we are also gonna send you some goodies so shoot us an email to awesome with allison at the and yes my friends that's allison with one l Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and being a part of the community. We actually have episodes planned and coming up, so we aren't even going to be flaky. We're very excited. I've got incredible guests, incredible um, content. If you didn't listen to all of the Purpose Coaching series, I would just invite you to. It was so magical. And those who opened and shared, I want to thank them all again so much. Thank you, Jess, so much for sharing. Thank you to all of the... other incredible humans. Um, hey, you're doing a really good job. You're doing better than you think you are. And I want to remind you that only you can be you and you are already as awesome as you need to be.
Boo, boo, boo. Eric, what are you going to take us out on? Uh, this is from a new collection. We are adding music to our library all the time. It's just getting so robust. The song is called robust. Interstellar from the new Down Tempo Dreams Volume 2 collection. Head to Pleasant Pictures Music or PleasantPictures.club. This song is called Interstellar and use code Awesome with Eric for 20% off.